Colter Nuanas from ESPN Montana here at the M Store. Proud to present our Nuanas Now podcast each and every day, available on all of your various podcast hosting platforms. One of their awesome partners, a guy that really is uh, helping spread the word about the M Store, is Grizz All American Junior Bergen. What's up, man? Thanks for coming in. Yes, thank you for having me. First of all, you got a cool t shirt. What's it like being on a t shirt? You're a kid from Billings, Montana, so that, yeah. might, that must be kind of surreal knowing there's a t shirt of you at the M Store. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Um, I went to a couple basketball games back home. And uh, I saw some kids running around with I their love shirt it. on. And it was really surreal. It was a cool moment, cool experience for sure. Uh, that's so cool. You guys do such a good job of embracing how much the community loves you. But when people are looking up to you like they do, I mean, they think, I mean, you're the man right now for <laughs> <laughs> the University of Montana. What's yeah. that like being a Montana kid? Um, it's different for sure. Um, you know, growing up, you kind of look up to guys like who are in the NFL totally. and stuff like that. But, um, you know, it's just great to have a, a positive influence on these kids' lives. Um, you know, I just wanted to make sure. Uh, I set the example and lead by example and give them someone to look up to. Go check out the M Store. They're located there at the corner of Higgins and Broadway here in the city of Missoula. And you can also visit anytime online, MontanaMStore.com. They have all the latest and greatest, a whole bunch of original Grizz gear. And of course, they have Junior Bergen t-shirts. Junior Bergen, proud partner with the M Store, as well as us here at uh, ESPN Montana. Thanks for swinging by, man. Yes, sir. Thank you for having me. The M Store, where they're all Grizz all the time. Blackfoot Communications is actively supporting the communities we serve across Montana and Idaho. We are installing hundreds of miles of fiber in our service territories, increasing the broadband experience in our rural communities. We are delivering remote workforce solutions for our business communities. We are creating new, innovative solutions for our local entrepreneurs and enterprise organizations. Learn how your company can benefit. Call today at 541-5000 or go to blackfootbusiness.com. Blackfoot Communications Connect to more. I'm down and the moon has come up. And long ago somebody left with the cup. But he's driving and striving and hugging the turns. And thinking of someone for whom he still burns. He's going the distance. He's going for We're going to go the distance here today on Nuanas Now. I promise you that. Welcome in to Nuanas Now, your one-stop shop for all things sports around the Treasure State each and every weekday. Monday through Friday, 4 to 6 p.m., right here on 1029 ESPN Missoula, as well as statewide on SWX Montana Television. As he does each and every Wednesday, SWX Sports Director Sean Rainey joining me in studio. Want to watch us on TV? You already know. You already have it on if you're already watching. SWX Montana around the great state of Montana. You can also find us on YouTube. You can just go subscribe to our YouTube channel. It's the same thing, but just turn on SWX. It's way easier. It looks better on your TV as well. If you want to listen to us live, all you got to do is go to our station website, 1029ESPN.com. Click on the Listen Live tab. There you'll find the stream. The stream is proudly presented by Opportunity Bank of Montana, Opportunity Bank, your local bank, your opportunity. Our Coach's Corner presented by Opportunity Bank. That's going to be coming up tomorrow. I had a great conversation with Ryan Looney, Idaho State men's basketball coach. So that's a little tease for tomorrow's show. But today... We have all sorts of things to get to. We're going to talk a little bit about Tiger Woods because I just want to get Sean's impressions on that whole saga as um, Sean's right in the same demographic that myself and Riley Corker are. We had this conversation a little bit yesterday too, but I mean, Tiger's just such an impactful athlete across the world and especially to guys our age that love golf and just love sports because he's one of the greats. Uh, The house that Rob built came out yesterday, full worldwide release, so that was very cool. Saw a ton of social media from all these ex-Lady Grizz. It's fun to see all their memories and photos and graphics and lineups and all that stuff. If you missed last Thursday's show, you can go check it out 
on the Nuanez Now podcast. Meg Harrington is the director, co-director of the film, as well as Chris Redpath, who uh, helped with the film as well and also was a great Lady Grizz player. And they were with me in studio. We were talking about the House of Rob Bill. It's all about Robin Silving and his legacy with the University of Montana women's basketball team. So Sean has a couple discussion points in terms of just observing what was uh, not that long ago. That also seems like it was just so long ago, just in terms of the way the culture of college sports in general have changed. We're also going to talk some Grizz hoops. Sean wants to tell you why the uh, current version of the Montana Grizzlies are the Brooklyn Nets of the Big Sky Conference. I can't wait to hear this take. <laughs> We're going to have some trivia because uh, it is a wing of Wednesday. Desperado Sports Tavern and Grill going to give you a basket of wings from the Despo. We got some prep stuff. Coming up at the end of the, the first hour, and then on the uh, top of the second hour, 5 o'clock, we're really excited for this, ESPN Roundtable with Josh Bannon. He's a freshman from the University of Montana, uh, but an interesting guy because he's from Melbourne, Australia. So uh, quite a time to move halfway across the world when you're an 18-year-old kid to live in a foreign land like Montana during the middle of a pandemic. And then finally, 5.30, another big guest. This will be fun as well. I'm actually really excited for this because I've watched this kid a ton. We've talked about him on this show every single week, and I've never actually interviewed him. It's Alex Germer. He's going to join us at 5.30 for our Garden City Spotlight. And uh, you already know what we're talking about. I ran the sports center for two days on purpose because I just thought it was so unbelievable. 50-burger hits 13 threes in a game. Were you, you weren't there. Were, in three quarters. In three quarters. Were you at that game? Were you covering no, the No, I wasn't, but I... Um you know, it was obviously following along on social media and then had conversations with, you know, Coach Mackey sure. and the, the assistant coach out of UC about... Sure. Because he was one shy of the three-point record. Right. And I asked him, I was like, did you guys know that he needed one more? Right. And also, like, you know, I think six points to... Six, six points would have broken the double-A record. Yeah. yeah. And so I was like, did you guys know? And he, and Coach Mackey said that he didn't know, and he's glad that he didn't, because then it would have made the decision even harder. He said, like, the game, I mean, was obviously out of hand at that point. Sure. It was getting a little physical. Right. Like, didn't want him to get hurt. Like, that's a... It is a tough position as a coach. It is. And, you know, I mean, you want to have good sportsmanship, and you're playing across cross rival. You don't want to get heated. But at the same time, the dude is on fire, he's on and fire. he's got a chance to set a record. So it's like, sure. <laughs> Speaking of Coach Mackey, uh, Coach Jason Mackey, Missoula Saddle Coach, he joined us on he joined us on Monday. Riley Corkin and myself, and Coach, if you're watching by chance, we got your mask. He left his uh, his Sentinel Spartan mask here. So, uh, will either way, you'll have this back tomorrow, Coach. Because, uh, well, I guess maybe not. Because Jerber's going to join us on the phone because uh, they're going to just be wrapping up practice. So, uh, big week for Sentinel though. They won last night against. Hellgate, so they're city champions. They're Western Double H champions. We'll get into that. That game was wild. Yeah, really. We're going to get into it about four forty-five because yeah. it, it'll be our prep extra for today. Because uh, it was, I mean, those are, to me. Though I haven't seen much from the East, but to me, those are the two best teams in the state. It's cool that they're in the city of Missoula. Yeah, I think Great Falls is Great Falls pretty, is good. Great yeah. Falls is yeah. good. Bozeman has a chance to be good too. But yeah, yeah that game was. Um, the coaching strategies in that one were just very interesting, and I can't wait to dive into that. I mean, Jason Mackey did not pull punches in uh, his interview with the Missouli, and he said, tonight was a rock fight. When you play Hellgate, it's a rock fight. So you knew Jeff Hayes was going to stir up something, though, because w- when the guy hit 10 threes in the first half the night before, or I guess two nights earlier, you're not going to go down without swinging. We're going to circle back around to that. First and foremost... Speaking of stuff that you've been covering, what is cooking on SWX this week? You guys got any games going or any, what, what's uh, what's on the docket for the rest of the week? Yeah, we got Hellgate and Big Sky Girls tomorrow. Nice. So because we Big brought, Sky Girls are improved, right? Yep, yep. And we brought that game, the the men's game or the boys game, to you uh, about a month ago. So now we're you know rotating back, getting the girls some love, and then we have uh, the cats taking on Idaho. This Saturday, that's gonna be really good. I and, talked to Trisha Bidford, Montana State head coach, this morning, and uh, 
they're geared up. That's going to be a great showdown between the Vandals and the Bobcats. Yeah. So, um, you know, we got bringing games to you, and then you know we got a couple more lined up in the following week, and uh, getting some of the Grizz at Idaho or uh, hosting Idaho the the following week in the in the last week of the regular season before. It, dude, it's crazy. Boise's like here already. Danny like Sprinkle told me that yesterday. Yeah, he said it is he, wild. Danny Sprinkle told me yesterday. He said, think about this: the championship game of the Big Sky Tournament is 17 days from now. That was yesterday. So we are closing yeah, down in yeah. on it. It is crazy. It, uh, so tell me this. Riley Corcoran and I were talking about this earlier this week. When you work in our business, it you have this lull in the summer, and then it hits fall camp for football, and you're all excited. And then you get into the thrills of football, and it's great because it's just going, it's moving along. And then you get into the part of football where then basketball season starts, and then you're really stressed out because you're like, how am I going to manage to do all this stuff? But – you just continue to build this momentum. And to me, the part that I've missed in my life the most was just the rhythm of all that, right? And now the last month or so, it seems like we're back in the rhythm. Now we're all kind of really busy and mobbing around all over the place. Well, this, this for, for local sports, especially in the TV, this is the busiest time of the year. For sure. It's not even close because you have, you know, district tournaments started last week and then we got divisional tournaments and then state tournaments. So from, you know, Wednesday through Saturday, it is just absolutely bonkers. And, and it, goes for a month straight. So, right, this is the craziest month of the year, hands down. Be sure to watch all of the SWX coverage because these guys are doing a great job. You got, what, 10 reporters besides yourself statewide? Yeah, 10 statewide. So that's the coolest thing. We got we got people, you know, posted up at all of these district and divisional tournaments. Sure. So, you know, we got all, all the highlights from across the state, and it's cool to be able to just go in one place. You know, there's a lot of hardworking, great, you know, journalists throughout the state sure. that are covering all these games. You could find some stuff online here and there, but to be able to sit down and, and watch it all yep. in, in one spot at one time is cool. Man, it helps me so much. I seriously, I watch it either Sunday or Monday of just the, the weekend shows to get all my stuff. And I literally, it, it, I get 45 minutes of watching it, it and it. I have yeah. everything. I know everything yeah. I need to know about high school sports. So be sure to check out all the great work that they're doing over at ABC Fox and SWX Montana. Before we get into the house that Rob built, there's very few people that if something happens to them in their lives, it makes me feel a certain way. You might think it and, and stuff, but to actually like have a feeling about something, that's a rare thing. If it's if it's somebody you don't know. I mean, obviously, there's plenty of people in my life that I know and love and that I, you know, are my friends and stuff that make you feel something. I've obviously never met Tiger Woods. But when I saw the video or the, the, uh, the news coverage and the rollover pictures and stuff yesterday... It made me want to throw up, man. All I all I could think to myself was, if he's paralyzed, this is going to be the saddest ending to such an already crazy, tragic ride. What did you think yesterday when you heard the news? It almost felt like it just brought me back to the Kobe situation. Like, and I it was only it was only thirteen months after Kobe. Yeah, and, and the L.A. thing. I don't. know. It just like it was eerily, it was eerie, similar, so eerie. You know, yeah. like, and I had the same feeling, which I was surprised with with Kobe because I wasn't a Kobe fan. Like, I was actually kind of a Kobe hater as far as, sure. like, you know, talking basketball stuff. But that hit me hard, the Kobe stuff. And obviously that was a little bit more serious at the time. We, we I think we had a general idea that Tiger was, you know, had non-life-threatening injuries um, decently early sure. throughout the whole process. But, yeah, it the Tiger stuff, because... My wife asked me this. She's like, "Why do you like Tiger so much?" Because she doesn't like him because of all the the, you know, sure. the off the course stuff, which For sure. is is completely valid. And I think that is the the most interesting dynamic of Tiger is that he did a lot. He did so many things that like 
a lot of people should hate him, but he is just so beloved by everybody still, despite all of it. It's because Which is he, crazy because there's not, like, I'm trying to think of another athlete that had, you know, like, all of those things happen and line up that weren't, like, alleged. Like, sure, or, there were, no, like, it was a real horrific, really yeah, bad Yeah, and, like, scandal. the texts were out there, like, the stories were out there, everything was out there, and it did not paint him in a good light whatsoever, yet we fast forward and, like, he is still, like, beloved by everybody and, like, nobody, it's, like, almost like it, not almost like it didn't happen, but, like... It, it hasn't changed his, like, public perception at all, which is crazy. I, I think so much of it is uh, – we talked about this extensively on the show yesterday. It's 1029 ESPN Missoula as well as statewide SWX Montana Television. You listen to Nuanez now, Sean Rainey joining me in studio. We talked about this yesterday. I think there's several factors that go into it. I think the fact that, that Tiger Woods was a prodigy and was so well-known by the American public at such a young age – but also that he had this, like his father prophesized how great he yeah. was going to be become, and he was even greater than you could ever imagine when he was 20. I mean, he ripped the face off of the Masters and changed golf when he was 20. And that that moment when he hugs his dad at the end of the, his first Masters win was such a worldly moment because everyone can relate to that, just wanting to share that moment with your dad. I also think that Tiger's pure and utter dominance, and his just aesthetic appeal. I mean, truly, to oh, me, yeah. he, he, he is the most spectacular athlete to watch perform that has ever played sports, in my, in my mind. I would watch Tiger Woods over any person that's ever performed in any sport. Yeah, and I love golf, but I don't watch golf tournaments, usually, where he's not playing. Like, but you do if he is, right? Yeah, you're, no, you're, you're, your, it, you're watching it no matter what. Yeah, and people will complain that like no matter what, like there's the featured group is always going to be Tiger, and they're going to follow Tiger around. And there's people that are like hating that. It's like that's the only reason I'm watching. Like, exactly. But like there's yeah, there's you had hundreds of millions of other people. There's like this aura that like can't be explained. That is just exactly that is just there, you know. And and I think a lot of people too. Like I just love watching greatness, you know, and exactly. I, I appreciate it. Even if like that greatness are athletes that I don't like, you know, for sure. And he is just, I mean, winning majors by double digit strokes. Like, like, like is this unheard of? It, it, it's the, the, the factor of American tragedy, I think is something that we almost covet as well. In other words, you almost are required to have a fall from grace to then rise back up to affirm that you are the greatest of all time, right? Like Michael Jordan had to go through the trauma of his father being murdered and retiring from the NBA to then come back and just have this valiant, you know, reascension to the top of the mountain. I think that's one of the reasons why Tom Brady's not as beloved as he should be for considering how great he is. Because he's never had those those dips of vulnerabilities. It, from the outside looking in, it appears as if Tom Brady's life has been perfect for 21 straight years, you know? He never loses. He's never on a bad team. He only goes to Super Bowls. He only wins Super Bowls. He only hangs out with cool people. He's only handsome. He only has a model wife. Like, there's no yeah. <laughs> there's no dips in it. And I think that's one of the things we loved about Tiger, too. I think the what happened when my initial feeling, I, I almost felt guilty and bad because I had a very selfish moment and selfish feeling. It was like, Man, I, I, like I'm not gonna be able to watch him golf what, ever what again. Maybe again, right. you know, which totally. is like when that happens initially. You like, you know, obviously I was like caring for his well being and sure. you hope he's okay. But sure. it was almost like selfishly, like I was mad because 
be, like that is taken away from me. And I knew that like there was only a few more years of him playing at like a high level left. Right. And I really wanted to see him catch Jack because I wanted to be like I watched the best golfer ever, even though I still think he is for but, sure. Like, but to see him definitively do that, like I selfishly in my life like wanted to watch that happen. Yeah. And now that that's like possibly and probably taken away from me sure. from us, right? It made me kind of angry, you know. And I, I, I don't think you have to feel like that was selfish, though, man, because there is, there's only a few people that have ever really existed that reached the level where they belong to the world. Do you know what I mean? Like yeah. Michael Jordan, he's so transcendently magnetic and talented that he he's just beloved on a level that you, we, most people would never attain, and so. They truly, it's beyond like having a personal connection to them. Like when people were saying, well, imagine what Kobe Bryant's wife feels. Well, it would be totally tragic, but I think that it is equally as tragic for the world to have lost yeah. people like that because they're so impactful. And I think that's like the hardest thing in sports for fans and, and things like that are injuries that just completely are devastating and changed sure. the outlook of a lot of these athletes. Derek like, Rose, yeah, because it's just like, Roy, God, we were all like just stolen, like that, sure. the greatness of watching, you know, these players for, you know, that because of injuries or whatnot. And it's just, that's, that's one of the hardest things. Cause it's just, and it's just so random, you know, and especially like a, like a car accident. Like he just got out of back surgery. Like we're gearing up and man, it just, it sucks. It just sucks. It just sucks. Best wishes to Tiger. We'll give you an injury update as we find more. But as of right now, he has um, lower extremity injuries, six breaks to his leg, including a double compound fracture in one of his legs. That's really bad. We're not going to go into the details of it. Tease, though, for next month, our Sports Medicine Journal featuring Dr. Wright from Missoula Bone and Joint will diagnose Tiger's injuries because I think it'll be inter interesting to see what they say about his recovery. And also just with the recent news of what happened at Billings West. Man, no kidding. It's just like these car accident things. It just, it hit hard. And obviously like, you know, our, our thoughts and prayers, condolences all the way out to the, the Billings West family and everything like that. And for anyone else that's kind of been in a major car accident before, sure. like I was in a big time one when right, I was in right. junior high, like we rolled twice, like I could have died in, sure. in those. And I think so like when these kind of things happen, it just hits you in a different way. And I know probably seeing that, that Tiger Woods stuff for everyone in, in Billings, like it, it just brought up very recent emotions that were even even tougher. So, you know, obviously we're, we're thinking of them over there. No question. Nuana is now, 1029 ESPN Missoula, statewide SWX Montana Television. Sean Rainey in studio with me, Coulter Nuanez. Switching gears on you a little bit. Sp speaking of injuries, I don't want to be exploitative of Tiger. I know he'll get great um, care. But what if there's a place where you could walk in, get physical therapy, pay a flat fee, and feel better? Well, there is. It's Physiotrek, Missoula's only walk-in physical therapy office. Physiotrek offers physical therapy on your time with a flat fee so you can feel better faster. No re need for referrals or for insurance. Just go to physiotrek.com to book your appointment and feel better today. You know you've been wanting to try dry needling or see if a more specific stretch might help you. You can do that now at Physiotrek. Visit physiotrek.com. That's physiotrek.com. Now, speaking of greatness, Robin Selvig is among the greatest coaches in the history of women's basketball. That is not hyperbole. That is fact. Robin Selvig built a program that was at the same time record-setting and pioneering. They were on the forefront of Division I college basketball, particularly in the Western United States. They were one of the first teams west of the Mississippi to really draw at a really high level. He gave a bunch of young women, from the, mostly from the state of Montana, tremendous opportunities. I mean, it's like in the house that Rob built, they have the line, 
he built this thing on girls from ranches and reservations. And that's it's just an amazing thing to be able to do it in Montana. But we've talked about this movie extensively when it debuted at the Big Sky Doc Fest last year. Meg Harrington, former Lady Grizz and director of this film, came on the show. We talked last week with Krista Redpath and Meg as well. But this thing was officially released on DVD or streaming or whatever yesterday. I would encourage you to go get it. It's only 10 bucks. I think if you actually buy it today, it's actually $8.99. It's totally, totally worth it. It's an amazing film. So I know there's there's a... Uh, sort of an overlay with modern day college basketball right now, but first, just just your impression. You did you were around when Robin Selvig was here, right? Oh yeah, for about five for years, four and, or five years, and we had the 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 Grizzly Sports Report for right. about three of those years. So every single Sunday, we'd we'd have him in, and we'd be you know rehashing things and like all the the conversations like off air with him are He's are so great, funny, you know. And and I always would try and like throw some like random question at him because. After like thirty something years 30 of coaching, years, you've, you've right. had every question sent to you. No you know question. What I mean? So I would just say something totally random, just to throw him off, yeah. and he would appreciate that. You know, like, and it was cool to, you know, for me to get to know him a little bit firsthand. You know, and watching all that stuff was—it's a phenomenal film. I mean, the filmmaking and and just like the shots of Montana alone are sure. phenomenal. You know, and it's really cool. Um, but yeah, it's crazy to me. You're, you're watching it and you're hearing all these stories of all these young women and how, you know, coming to Missoula from all these small ranches Tiny and things towns. like that was like a very hard adjustment. Like, For sure. you said, like, some of them were like, I was scared to drive around Missoula because we didn't have stoplights. I was scared of stoplights, <laughs> you know, and I wanted to, like, quit and go home. And, like, I was homesick, like, right when my parents left and, like, things like that, you know. And, like, and they stuck it out through the, the, the adversity and the transition and... They learned so many life lessons, you know, for it, and 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 truly got a new family in the Lady Grizz. And I think that's kind of like one of the biggest takeaways. You know, you hear all these little girls, and like they had a, an older lady in the film that was being interviewed at Dahlberg Arena, who I think was around. Like she she said that she missed college basketball by like three years. Like she was like mm-hmm, three years mm-hmm, too mm-hmm, old, mm-hmm, and she's mm-hmm. like, all I wanted to do is like just say and that I'm a that I was a Lady Grizz. You know, and be a part of that, the the family, and just seeing all these stories of all of them that stuck it out for like you know four years, and they're all like homegrown, mm-hmm. and the adversity and the lessons that you learned, and then now we're seeing it now, and like everybody's transferring like constantly, and it's just it, it's just so starkly different when you're watching that. It was just like wow, it just hit me really hard. You know, you have the Yukons of the world that have built the program into a machine. You had Tennessee which was equal parts machine and, and came a little bit before UConn. But so much of that was built upon you know, g- great support, great attendance, great tradition, but also great talent, national recruiting, all of that. And there was such crazy high expectations for those programs, to be sure. But I think that you, could, you would never be able to find a story that is so consistent as the Robin Selvig story. To put it in perspective, every single girl that played for Robin Selvig that stayed for four years and earned a degree also went to the NCAA tournament. Every single one. Talk about selling a it's vision. Like the, it's like the Saban. Like every every recruiting <laughs> class of Sabins has won a title. Has won a title. Yeah. It's just amazing that you could have that much consistency. I mean, 21 NCAA tournament berths in 38 years. Didn't matter who you were, if you made it to the end, you were gonna have a special experience. The college women's college basketball landscape was different. 
Do, Certainly. Do you think it like that success and that run can be replicated now? Because we're kind of, I mean, at, at in, in in Missoula, Montana, like Gonzaga's kind of done it on the men's yes, side. Okay, so but I don't know if it's if you can replicate that run just because of where women's basketball is now compared to them. I don't know. You're listening to Nuanas now on one two nine ESPN Missoula, or watching SWX Montana Television. I've thought about this question so extensively because the the haters or, or the 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 people that would scrutinize Lagos program, which there's very few out there because it was such an, a wonderful thing. I mean, it was such a wonderful thing in this community because not only were they winners, but they did it right. And almost every single girl that played for that program for almost four decades was such great representatives of the community and of the university. And Rob just had so much class. And, you know, I mean, the Lady Grace family, like they talk about in that film, like 250 people showed up to watch the movie with Rob. And they had a, you know, this is when we used to, or were allowed to have parties and they had a little party and like to, to still be that impactful on all of, but Crystal Redpath joins me every Thursday and she talks about how she still talks to Coach Selvig every week, just about advice for her life. But for a guy to have that sort of capacity to be able to truly care about everybody for their whole lives and just raise them until they're in their 40s and 50s, is it's amazing. But can you ever do it again? Well, I think the answer is yes. And I think the answer is yes to both Montana schools. I think that, one, I think that we've, we've never seen a leader of the Lady Girls program, because there's only been a couple. <laughs> we've never seen a coach. Robin Selvig used the same formula and the same messaging to recruit players from this region. But he never was selling... The big time. He was selling the community feel, great fan support, but he was never selling, hey, look at how many banners we got. Look at how much epic tradition we have. Look at how many all big sky players we got. I think if you were to go recruit on a more broad level, expand your recruiting territory, invest in recruiting, and go recruit on a way more broad level. I mean, like the Lady Grizz have hardly ever had any really even West Coast players. Most of their players are from Eastern Washington, Idaho, and Montana. That's it. So if they were to go Really, if they were to take a Travis Secure type mold, where you're trying to go get like three star, four star recruits out of Cal- Southern California or Seattle, I think you could do it because I think you could sell them on all of the great things that already exist. The foundation's already there. At Montana State, I think they have a couple tremendous selling points as well. First of all, high academic and or STEM schools are really hard to recruit to in men's basketball because of the state of the culture of men's basketball more than anything. Not just it's not the individuals, it's the culture. So many guys that want to play Division One men's basketball, they think they're going to the NBA. So they're not trying to take engineering classes. Whereas at Montana State, oh, you, Tori Martell, there's one senior. I mean, she's an academic All-American as a nursing, you know, pursuing a nursing degree. You're hardly ever going to see pre-med Division One men's basketball players just because of the culture. Whereas you have all sorts of those opportunities at Montana State because of the academic angle. You also have a growing town, which I think is really appealing, particularly to the families of female athletes. So many women's basketball players come from pretty affluent backgrounds because travel basketball is so big. Well, if you have you know, upper middle class families that are from the Northwestern United States, you know, from outside Seattle or outside Portland or outside Sacramento or whatever, they're going to go to Bozeman. They're going to love it. They're going to say, oh, you're going to go here. You're going to be safe. You're going to have a great education. But then you factor in also that they have a coach that played in the WNBA. Trisha Binford is, that's a great recruiting tool in itself. And then now Montana State is winning. So they have the academics, the great campus, the great town, they have building tradition. By the time, I mean, by the time Coach Binford's all said and done, I mean, C- Coach Binford 
If she was to coach until as old as Robin Selvig coached to, she would have about as many years under her belt as Robin Selvig is because she's already in her 16th year and she's in her mid-40s. So if she was to coach into her mid-60s, you're talking she has 35 years. So now you have that longevity as well. I, I think that the model here is, is South Dakota State. I think both Montana or Montana State could be as good as South Dakota State's been in the last 10 years, which is to say that they could be teams that win in the NCAA tournament. And that's what South Dakota State's been. They've been in the Sweet 16 three times in the last nine years. I think that's. I don't think that's out of the realm of possibilities for the Montana schools. What do you think? I think it's tougher because the landscape of women's college basketball compared to then, there's just so many more women playing now, right? So like the, the talent and the, the level throughout the entire country is just so much higher. So to match that talent, you can't just go to Montana to get all of your players like like you could in the past. You can kind of get away with it because the rest of the talent nationwide isn't as high. Well, and with the other and the other side of the coin though as well is a lot of the most talented players in Montana now are getting found and leaving and Montana. Going, yes. And then so you, you I mean, imagine how good the Lady Grizz could have been if Jocelyn Tinkle went here instead of Stanford. And Barta and all those Jill yeah. Barta, Ellie Tinkle. Like yeah. if those girls would have went here because that's what Selvig had in the late 80s and early 90s. He had Shannon Kate. Mm-hmm. You know, he had Ann Lake. He had girls that were Rock, absolutely yeah. back to all players that just went here because it was like, well, I'm from Montana. I want to stay and yeah. play Lady Grants. Yeah, Roberts, who went to Wyoming. Exactly. Yeah. Um, Olivia Roberts, exactly. So you, you have that dynamic. But also, I, I think part of the, what made those teams so special, and it's kind of what we touched on, is a lot of them like were all from Montana. They were all high school kids who stayed for four or five years. Yep. And it was just uh, that machine of the consistency of yep. your your classes are all similar as far as size. Right. And right. you don't right. have now with the transferring and the the landscape being so much different in that way, it's hard to build that team chemistry where sure. you're consistent year in and year out. Like we're seeing it now with Montana. We we saw it with Weber State a couple of years ago. Weber State was the most one of the most consistent teams in the Big Sky Conference sure. forever. Yeah. And they went through like a few years of just being terrible because they had all these. Tr- they had they had to have transfers come in. Transfers and, come in. Transfers going out. They had guys leave, and then guys that yeah, they came and the in chemistry were bad and the chemistry and everything yeah. was was thrown off. And totally. and you're you're you don't have the same number of sophomores as you do seniors. I think that's like one of the issues with Montana right now is they just don't. When you have to look outside the program, you just don't have the incoming three freshmen, outgoing three seniors, exactly, incoming, exactly. you know, like, and, and you, but I, th- and I do think, I do think it's feasible to, to build that in women's college basketball though. You can't, I just M- think Montana's, there's more obstacles now. Than back th- then. There is for yeah. sure. Montana state has it going pretty good right now because the, I mean, part of it is also playing style, right? I mean, Trisha Benford's playing style, what she, like the way they practice and prepare and stuff to me seems like it's the most appealing thing to new age kids. Mm-hmm. Like Montana state spends, you know, probably 30 minutes a week on scouts and implementing like what we're going to do to the opponent. Like Trisha Remember says, it's all about what we do. We're going to run our offense, we're going to run our defense, and we're just going to do it well, and we're going to win. Well, and then the other whole part to this is you got to get a coach to stay for that long. Yes, right. And it was it was really interesting listening to, to Heathcote say like he tried to get Selvig to go to Michigan State with right. him multiple times, and he was like, no, well, I, I can't leave the women's game to act like I'm going to like a, a – a job a level up doing the men. He's like, oh, we're a part of this team. We're a part of this thing together. Like I'm right. staying. Like and you just, but you don't get people like that. Like that's 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 we never see it in the coaching industry today. Like imagine think they're like if you said anybody like even you know Coach Benford like you said has been there for a long time. Like she's gonna have to 
more than double that. For sure. Which is kind of crazy to think about, you know, to even get to that level. Certainly is. Nuanez now on 102.9 ESPN Missoula, as well as on the TV, SWX Montana. We might do some trivia after this. Either way, though, we're going to give you a basket of wings to the Desperado Sports Tavern and Grill because I want to know why Sean Rainey thinks the Montana Grizzlies of this year are the Brooklyn Nets of the Big Sky Conference. Back after this. Hi, this is Kim from the Wingate in Missoula. If you need a break from the everyday same old, same old, we want to be your home away from home. With comfortable rooms, a great breakfast, and a super fun indoor water park, the Wingate of Missoula is the ideal place for a quick getaway without having to go away. Let us give your family a little quality time together or ask us about our birthday parties. Work like an adult, play like a child, and sleep like a baby at the Wingate of Missoula. Thanks to Aspen Sound for sponsoring the Sports Center. I hate when I write them just one sentence too long and then I'm talking over the, the voiceover. But to finish that thought, Rocky Mountain College, which is going through, this has been a, uh, we could have a whole segment about this because this has been quite the controversy. Wes Keller, who is a very demanding coach, he's the son of Steve Keller, who's a Montana basketball legend. Steve Keller was a uberly successful Hall of Fame level coach at Helena High. Back in the day, the boys and girls seasons used to be at different times, so a lot of schools had the same coach for boys and girls basketball. So you had these guys that built these crazy resumes because they could win state titles in basketball and girls in the fall and then boys in the winter. Well, Steve Keller was one of those guys. But his son, Wes, is the head coach at Rocky Mountain High School. And a couple of players told the administration that he was being verbally abusive. So they investigated it, and then they put him on administrative leave for three weeks. Well... Then he gets reinstated, and the and while he was on administrative leave, six girls on the team sat out because they said the allegations of him being verbally abusive are not correct. We want to play for Coach Keller. Well, then when he was reinstated, those girls were then in turn suspended, the girls who sat out. So this is just an utter mess at, at Rocky right now. We'll give you more as this comes to uh, the surface, but this is sort of just a state of society, right? Like, you have some that say the guy's coaching too hard, others that say we want to be coached hard. I just I feel really bad for coaches this day and age because it seems like there's no middle ground, right? Yeah, and also, I mean, sounds like there's some lack of communication from, exactly. from the top down that, that you know is filtering through that is causing some of these issues. So so they play in the Frontier Conference playoffs, the, the Rocky women do against Montana Western tomorrow. There's still no uh, – Coach Keller's going to coach. There's still no word whether these girls are going to get reinstated or not. It just seems like a, an excessive amount of drama for something that probably could have been um, handled behind closed doors. But here nor there. You're listening to Nuanez now on 1029 ESPN Missoula, as well as statewide on SWX Montana Television. It's a Wednesday, so that means it's time for one of our favorite Wednesday activities. It's Wing It Wednesday. We're not going to do some trivia because I want to have an actual discussion here. But that doesn't mean anything for you out there listening besides that you have the opportunity to get yourself a dozen wings from the Desperado Sports Tavern and Grill. The Desperado Sports Tavern and Grill wings are the best. Voted on you, the Missoula public, for years and years and years. 
So give us a call right now. Caller number three. Caller number three. 361-3688. That's 361-3688. We have a dozen wings from the Desperado Sports Tavern and Grill. I like the hot teriyaki. What's your go-to? Garlic parmesan. Garlic parm is good. Yep. I'm telling you, you're going to want to do it. You're going to want to bring your wallet. It's cash only, so you're going to want to bring your wallet because you're going to want to have a beer while you're there, too. We get, wash those things down because they're pretty darn good. Okay, so you texted me this this morning, Sean. I can't wait to hear the take. We have not discussed this whatsoever. This is a full <laughs> surprise. I don't even have it on the outline. Sean said, I want to do a segment on why the Montana men's basketball team is the Brooklyn Nets of the Big Sky Conference. I have no idea what he's where he's going to go with this. Sean, take it away. Well, first, I kind of want you to guess. Do you have any guesses how I'm going to do like make this correlation? <sighs> well, there's no parallel between the coaches because... Travis DeCure is a veteran and proven championship coach, yep, whereas Steve Nash has been coaching basketball for like three a months minute, of his yeah. life. Um, I don't think anybody on the Grizzlies is James Harden because nope. there's uh, very few uh, of the things that the Grizz do well and the things they don't do well. Scoring is at the bottom of the list. This is yep. not a scoring-oriented team. I don't think that there's any crazy whack jobs like Kyrie Irving on nope, the squad either. Not that. They don't have Kevin Durant either. All right. Uh, so tell me. All right. So here, here's here's where I'm going here. So I was thinking about the Montana team, and you know, I I, I just did this research into a lot of the minutes between you know the the sophomores and the freshmen. Okay. Go to my go to my Twitter at Sean Rainey to dive into it because that was that was one Sean thing. with a U. The other thing that I wanted to figure out of why Montana's maybe had some struggles. And obviously they've lost so many of these close games. So I start at the end of the game and go back, kind of going back to, to forward, okay? So there's been some issues at the end of the game in in executing, especially offensively. This, and is, that's for why Mon- this is for Montana. For Montana yep. and why they've lost a lot of these close games. They, they've lost, I believe, five conference games by a single possession. Yeah. And the, the reason, I think, and this is just, you know, me from both watching basketball playing basketball, and just, I think, a dynamic that I see when we have good teams and teams that don't have uh, an identity, per se, is I think that neither Montana or the Nets moving forward, and I think this will this is more of a uh, you know foreshadow for the Nets, have a pecking order, a known pecking order between the team where especially, and, and that, that pecking order really comes to a head late in games when you need to, when the, the possessions are limited and you need to know who to go to. So Montana, Kyle Owens, I think, is, is still the leading scorer on this team. He is. But they have, you never know, every single night you never know, it's one of eight guys is going to be the leading scorer. And you have right. no idea who that is going to be. And, like what, and, what? and it's not, but it's, it's not an Idaho State women's situation, for example where uh, it's because they have so many, they have so much. I guess what I'm saying is it's not, that could be a strength where you don't know who's going to rise up and be the leading scorer, but in this case, it's a weakness, right? But you but you have an idea of like where you're going to go and what you're going to do and generally who's involved in that, right? So Montana, like just every single game, we just have no idea, one, who's going to, be the leading scorer, which is fine. Like you can, you can have a bunch of depth and everybody can contribute. But if we're, if we're saying it's a tie game with three possessions left, like where does Montana go? Where, who has the ball? Who's going to touch the ball? What are they going to do? Like, that's, I don't know. That's the problem. Right. That's what I'm saying. Like early, it was Josh Vasquez, but that has not been the case lately. Yeah. There's no, there's, there's no, 
pecking order. We don't know in certain situations. You, there's not a definitive answer. We knew from these Montana teams of the past, right? Sure. It's like, okay, Jam- Jamarco is going to get his paint touches. But, you know, Ahmad Rory is going to do his thing with the ball. And we're going to run, you know, pick and roll with him. And, and you know, uh, we're going to throw up some alley-oops to Ogine. And he's going to run the baseline, things like that. A couple of years before that, Kareem Jamar, you knew the ball was going to be in his hands. Like, there was just a known thing that at the end of the game, Saeed Pridgett, like, hey, when the game's on the line, this is what they're going to go to. Right. Montana doesn't have that. They don't have that pecking order or exactly know what they're going to do. I think the, I think the biggest issue is that among, if not the leading candidates to be that guy, are freshmen. Yeah, 100%. Right? I mean, yeah. Robbie Beasley and it's just, and it's should inconsist- be the guy. And, and they're probably will be the guy. Because they're freshmen, so you don't know exactly what you're going to get. Right. Um, it actually is funny because Josh Vasquez has hit, there's two different times that came to mind that he had either game uh, tying or, or, I guess, go-ahead shots late in games early in the season. Josh Bannon hit, not a buzzer beater, but a shot with three seconds left against Northern Colorado to lift him to a win. Robbie Beasley had the great three-pointer at the buzzer um, against Portland State to force overtime. Yet, that accentuates your point, right? But a lot of those, and a lot of those were like unscripted, you know. And sure, like, Robbie Beasley just he just got the ball and ran out. Yeah, of court and, 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 and like and when I asked it, yeah. when I asked you know the players and Coach Secure, like, is it hard sometimes when you don't necessarily know exactly who? Sure. And they said, no, we're kind of just like running our set, running our play, and then just whatever happens happens. Well. That sounds great, but that's just not reality of basketball. Like, because if the defense, like, you know, takes option number one away and then right. the sets away, like, you need to just, there's something that is said about just having a guy that you know, like, sure. if something doesn't work out, we can, this guy is going to do this for us. For sure. And I think you at least have to have the focal point to create, right? Yes. Kim Bacon's probably not even the guy you choose to shoot the last shot for Eastern Washington, but he's the guy you're going to get the ball to first because he'll make the decision. Yeah, to and you the know, yeah, shot, right? yes, because you know that he is going to touch the ball, exactly. and he is either going to choose like, hey, I'm going to be able to get my shot here, or I'm going to be able to find a shot for right, somebody else, right. or something like that is going to happen. With the Nets moving forward, because we haven't seen the three of them. Kevin Durant, Kyrie Irving, and James Harden really right. played together. They've been awesome when they've only had two. When they've had three, for sure. they've they've struggled mightily. Because I don't think, at the end of games, I don't think they have a pecking order. For sure. Or have no idea of where they're going to go. Because I think Kyrie thinks that he's the dude. Exactly. And should be the dude. Kevin Durant is the, the best player. No question. But, but the ball should probably be in James Harden's hands right. because he's the best facilitator and well, he could get his own shot and he will put more stress on the defense. In that situation. So, but they don't, they have no identity. They don't know where they're going to go in that situation. And I think that will be an issue. Obviously, they're, it's very, you want to have that issue more so than a Montana when you have like three, you know, Hall of Fame type players. But I think knowing exactly what you are going to do in late game situations in basketball is something that you just, have to have and, and, and need. And we, that's, I mean, we see it with LeBron. Like, you know, Everyone criticizes LeBron because sometimes he's not going to take the shot, but you know that LeBron's going to have the ball in his hands, and he's either going to take the shot or he's going to pass it to someone who's open, and they're going to take the shot. And you know that that's what's going to happen. We have no idea last five minutes of a Montana Grizzly basketball game and a Brooklyn Nets game moving forward exactly who's going to have the ball in the in the important moments, and I think that is a major issue and. That is my explanation of how the Montana Grizzlies are like the Brooklyn Nets. That's actually a very good explanation. Very very well done, Sean. You are a natural at the loud radio <laughs> machine. Breaking news. 
as we're talking about Grizz basketball, perfect parlay. The University of Montana has added a game. Mm. They will play Yellowstone Christian College for the second time this season on Sunday night at 7.30 at Dahlberg Arena. This Sunday? This Sunday. Okay. 7.30 tonight, uh, Sunday night against Yellowstone Christian College. Interesting. All right. Well, there's, my, my there, man Muhammad better be able to work on Sunday because yeah, yeah. I'm not going in yeah, to shoot yeah. that one, I don't think. Yeah. yeah. Uh, there's a lot of different... Interesting. There's a lot of factors here. Montana is playing two this week. Uh, because I mean, I'm assuming that the Idaho State games are on because we haven't heard. that the, Doomsday usually in Big Sky Conference play is Wednesday mornings because that's when the, the testing before the weekend comes. So we haven't heard anything. So no, there's no cancellations. This is not because of cancellations. To me, this stems from one thing. Montana has had 12 consecutive winning seasons. They've only had four losing seasons since 1970. Mm. They, this is what would this count? They are the nine record? and twelve overall right now, and they're five and nine in league play. So to avoid their first losing conference season since Pat Kennedy was the coach, they win have out. to they have to win out. But this doesn't help them there. But they would also have to win all four to have an above five hundred record, or they'd have to win three out of four to have even a five hundred record. So to keep the winning streak, the winning season streak intact, they need to add another game. And so you just wonder if the uh, the Crusaders are on their way through town. We'll talk more about this later on in the week because um, as silly as it might sound, the Yellowstone Christian College Crusaders are one of the most fascinating teams that I've seen this year. Not because they're they're good. They ride around all over the country on a bus and they have, I mean, they have like, this this is a a 80-person Christian school in Billings that has guys from... Mozambique and the Ivory Coast and Ghana and all over the country. It's an amazingly worldly team. So we'll talk a little bit more about it. But the news, Montana adding a game for Sunday evening against the Yellowstone Christian Crusaders. We got to get out. We'll be back after this prep extra talking crosstown hoops. Sentinel, your city champions for the first time in three years. Blackfoot Communications is actively supporting the communities we serve across Montana and Idaho. We are installing hundreds of miles of fiber in our service territories, increasing the broadband experience in our rural communities. We are delivering remote workforce solutions for our business communities. We are creating new, innovative solutions for our local entrepreneurs and enterprise organizations. Learn how your company can benefit. Call today at 541-5000 or go to blackfootbusiness.com. Blackfoot Communications. Connect to more. Love me some modest mouse. Always more Modest Mouse. Reese, we love Modest Mouse. It is Nuanez Now, your favorite music show, but we also talk sports. Coming to you live on 1029 ESPN Missoula, as well as statewide on SWX Montana Television, as we do each and every weekday. It's time now for our Prep Extra segment. We do this once a week, highlighting great prep performances from around the uh, western Montana and the state of Montana. Attention all high school seniors and your parents. Farmer State Bank, they're accepting scholarship applications, and it's available at FarmersEBank.com right now. This goes up all the way just until March 15th, so we're running out of time. Just a couple weeks left. 
10 $10,000 scholarships will be awarded this year. That's 10 $10,000 scholarships, $100,000 to Montana high school grads. Review the qualifications, fill out the application today at FarmersEBank.com. Hurry up. The deadline is March 15th. Farmer State Bank, Montana's bank since 1907. Member FDIC. This week's Prep Extra, it's it's an easy one to identify what we're going to talk about. We're going to talk about Missoula Sentinel, the Sentinel Spartans. Uh, and by the way, Alex Germer, star player for the Missoula Sentinel, he'll be joining us here in about, oh, 40 minutes. He's going to call into the show right after he gets done with practice. Busy week for Sentinel. They have three games this week. So we're getting down to the end of the regular season here. And uh, the Spartans throw their role, and they're 12-0. They're undefeated, and they clinched their first Western AA championship since 2018 last night by defeating the Hellgate Knights 65-56. That also gives Sentinel their first city championship since 2018. So, uh, Sean, tell us a little bit more about this game. I was following a little bit on Twitter and obviously watched your newscast last night. But uh, what went down last night? Because it seemed like Hellgate pushed Sentinel all the way to the brink. They were winning going into the fourth quarter. Okay, so in the first matchup, Sentinel pretty much got a lead and kind of dominated. And um, Hellgate, obviously you knew, I mean, Coach Hayes is a very good coach, so you knew that he was going to throw some wrinkles Sentinel's way. And so what they did was they put Josh Wade, probably their most athletic, best defender, on Germer in man-to-man defense, and they put Beckett Arthur on Tony Froelich Fair, and then they basically did not guard everybody else, except, <laughs> except for, like, Aiden Cole. Right. Everyone else, like... Soren Seabrood, TJ Roush, everyone else that came in, they just sagged off and let the, and there was nobody within 10 feet when they had the ball at the three point line. They were just like letting and allowing them to shoot. And like those guys are like decent shooters. Seabrood hit like a couple threes to start the game, but they just, they stuck with it and they did not allow Germer and Froelich Fair to shoot and even touch the basketball. Like I, I didn't get the final box score, but with like two minutes, four, two or three minutes left in the game, I don't think Germer and Froelich Fair had like over six or seven shot attempts wow. combined wow. in the game. And so, and this is coming off of Alex Germer scoring fifty-one points yeah, less than a week he, ago. He caught it a couple times in the post and was immediately triple teamed. Tripled, like they were just not letting him touch the ball or get any shot up shot attempts at all. And it almost worked, but then Germer, with like three minutes to go. And I was kind of internally in my head as I'm shooting this game was kind of like screaming at Sentinel to just be like, look, just let German just bring the ball up because then you can't deny the ball to him when in, in the half court. And he brings the ball up, gets an and one, hits the free throw for three points, very next possession, brings the ball up, just pulls from deep, hits a three. And what was a, you know, like a tie game is now a six point lead for Sentinel and they went on to win um, by nine. Final score, not indicative of what it was. It was a three point game with like 45 seconds to go. Obviously, Montana has no shot clock at the high school level, so then you play the foul game, and it just you know ballooned to nine. But um, it, was, it was just a very interesting strategy by Hellgate that seemed to work for the most part. They just couldn't hit enough shots on the offensive end themselves, and uh, and then Germer took over late when, when they needed to. But it was an interesting strategy, one that I will be interested to see if other teams try and copycat moving forward. He is Sean Rainey. I forgot to reintroduce him when we came back from our break. He's the sports director at uh, ABC Fox Montana as well as SWX Montana Television. You've been around for a little while now. We're getting to be seasoned vets. We're both, you know, getting into our 30s now. It's pretty crazy. But we've been covering the sports scene in Montana. You've been doing it for about 10 years. I'm in, I'm heading into the, the mid part of my second decade. I'm on year 15 now 
which is pretty crazy as well. But uh, most of the time during your career here, and most of the time during pretty much the last 20 years here, the uh, w- among the best basketball players in the state have been in Missoula. There have been a lot of really good basketball players, all the way back to you know, Eric Hankel, Jordan Haskett, Jack McGillis, Charlie Cox, when I was in high school, to then now uh, Alex Germer, who's kind of the, the next lead dog. Over the last little while, though, where does Germer stack up to some of the, the best guys you've seen in oh, Missoula? Oh, man, that is such a tough question. Um, he's He is different than everybody else because he's so tall but also can shoot it so well, right? Yes. I mean, he can shoot it better than any of the any of the guys that have come here, that have come out yeah, of here. Yeah, I mean, I, I would say that... Besides maybe Haskett. Haskett was I mean, pretty wet. Yeah, Tinkle could shoot. Tinkle's um, good, right. I would say Germer at the high school level, Germer's a better shooter. Than, sure. Yeah. Tinkle, though, could put it on the deck a little bit more. Right. Facilitate a little bit more. I mean, Tinkle's um, playing like point forward for Helgate a lot. Yeah. And obviously then, like, I mean, he was obviously really good in high school, but he then... You know, went on to be Oregon State's all-time leading scorer. Sure, um, well, and he just got so much of an opportunity to develop because he earned a, top, a yeah. starting spot and then was a starter yeah. for four years. And Raleigh Wooster was phenomenal. Nasty. I mean, like just because he was the more out of everyone that I've seen, just the all-around player. Um, and this isn't to take anything away from those other guys, but no, he was a bigger dog too. Yeah, he. I mean, but no, there's like really not one weakness to his game. Right. Not one. And he, and he has elite competitiveness, which yeah, is the like thing he, that sets him over Like, the defensively, he could guard anybody. Um, phenomenal rebounder, could score it, dish it, makes the, the right play. I mean, he is a, like, you know, LeBron light. Like, that's sure. that's how he plays. Like, well, I mean, he, that's why he's starting as yeah, a true freshman yeah. in the Mountain West. You know? Yeah, it's unfortunate he's kind of banged up right now. But, like, pl- yeah, playmaker, but and really no holes. Um, so, I think I would say that, you know, in my... 10 years of watching high school basketball. I think Wooster's the most complete mm-hmm. player and probably the best player. There's certainly been a lot of guys that, you know, just like pop out and are like, uh, like fun and really good. Sure. Um, and I mean, they, certainly they, one of those guys. Like Phil Malatar, he's not like a division one type guy, but yeah, he was but, so fun to watch. Yeah. He was just electric, you know, like I'm trying to think of other, like Sam Bagley. Yeah. Yeah. Sam was awesome. Sam's, like he Sam's was just, good. he just hit clutch shots. Yeah. Um, Big Fork had a couple of good players when they were making their state title runs. Um, Braxton Hill, a lot of Braxton Hill, yeah, Braxton Hill was, was really fun. was really fun. Yeah, I didn't get to watch him as much just yeah. because, like, I, I feel bad for our viewers in like the Anaconda Dillon area because it's it's just like in the middle between all of us, and it's hard to get out there. I got a solution for you. This is shameless promotion for one of my good friends. Go follow Copperhead Country. Blake Hempstead, he does it right for the Anaconda people. That's actually why I got to see Braxton Hill a bunch because they're Class B. So every time they would come to Missoula, Blake would always call me and say, you want to do color commentary with yeah, me on yeah. the call? And, of course, I mean, I go watch high school hoops yeah, all day. Yeah, I mean, as far as, like, me seeing them in person. Sure. Um, you know, I got to see him in a lot of the, the tournaments and stuff, and that dude could definitely Did you ever up. see Brody Greeby in person Mm-mm. from Melstone? I didn't. So Brody Greeby plays now football at Montana State, but – uh, I mean, he's one of only a couple 3,000-point scorers during his time. I mean, he was putting up absurd numbers. He had multiple 50-point games at Melstone. And, uh, you know, I mean, when you're when you're 6'3", 220, and a future Division One outside linebacker playing Class C and your dad's your coach, I think you have a lot of built-in advantages. But I've always just heard he was a, a great basketball player. But, I mean, 
Millstone's not the edge of the world, but it, you can see the end of the world from there, I think. So it, that, that yeah. was not necessarily one that trickled into our media market. Raekwon Evans yeah, yeah. Um, was fun. Ken Emanuel was fun. Yep. I mean, Samuson was a beast. Jared Samuson, yep. Um, I'm, trying to th- I'm just trying to... There's so many that it's just uh, it's kind of hard to like narrow it down and remember. Yeah, we've had some outstanding years, you know? girls, too. I mean, really outstanding girls. There was that great group of Sentinel girls, like DJ Reinhardt and Olivia Roberts. Uh, Sinead Gillum at Bozeman. I, I still think that that championship game between Bozeman and Sentinel was like a double overtime affair. And yeah, her and Reinhardt were just like going back. Reinhardt and forth. had yeah. thirty-five plus. Gillum had I think forty plus. That was a that was an epic game as well. Well, we're running out of time in the first hour as we always do. That's because we have so much dang fun around here at Nuanas now. But stay tuned. Hour number two coming at you. It's gonna be a good one. Josh Bannon. He is a native of Melbourne, Australia, and he's a standout freshman for the University of Montana men's basketball team. He will join us on the ESPN Roundtable. And also stay tuned, 5.30, Alex Germer going to join us on uh, our Garden City Spotlight as well. Thanks so much to Farmer State Bank for their sponsorship of the Prep Extra. We'll have more Prep Extra action for you next week. ESPN Roundtable with Josh Bannon coming up right after this. Get commencement ready at the Montana State Bookstore, your best place for blue and gold on game day or any other day. Their grad fair sale is going on right now if you visit msubookstore.org. Free regalia. When you purchase a diploma frame at the MSU Bookstore, you can obviously visit the MSU Bookstore on the Montana State campus. The Montana State Bookstore, your best place for blue and gold on game day or any other day. Visit on campus or at msubookstore.org. 